0: Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. Since the Mexican presidential elections on July 2nd, conservative Felipe Calderón's victory over leftist candidate López Obrador has been heavily protested. The streets of Mexico City have been blocked by López Obrador's supporters for over a month, and they are calling for a full recount of the election results. Cato adjunct scholar Roberto Salinas-Leon discusses the situation in today's podcast. Is there any evidence that the recent Mexican elections were fraudulent?
1: No, there really is not any solid evidence that the elections held on July the 2nd were fraudulent. The Mexican electoral system has progressed enormously in view of the culture of fraud that uh, used to prevail beforehand in in elections basically all throughout most of the 20th uh, century. Uh, Great efforts were done to put all kinds of checks and balances, including international observers, including representation of all parties and the different uh, sites where people can go vote, in addition to very strict controls in the way that the votes are counted. There is also a tribunal with highly distinguished judges that are able to oversee and to verify the validity of the elections. The allegations of fraud right now have wavered between whether this is an extremely sophisticated cybernetic fraud or whether this is a fraud equivalent to the way that electoral fraud used to take place in the 60s and the 70s uh, and in the 80s. In other words, there seems to be much more a, a sense of frustration that the election was so close rather than any substantial evidence of fraud. People from all over the world suggested as much, that this was a very clean, a very transparent electoral process on the very day of the elections. There may have been some concerns about the way the campaigns were handled, but that does not suggest evidence of fraud, especially on the day of the election.
0: The Mexican elections definitely showed López Obrador's obvious popularity. Why do you think this is?
1: To answer that question, I would suppose that there are many different answers that could be given. One is that uh, Lopez Obrador has constructed a very intelligent and systematic campaign ever since he lost, through a fraudulent election, the governorship of Tabasco of his uh, natal state back in 1994. He has been head of the city government, arguably the second most important political post in Mexico, head of the city government over the past five years, which has given him both the financial wherewithal and the political strength to mount a very impressive campaign to increase his popularity. And we have to be honest to the fact that the lack of growth in Mexico over the past years has generated a terrible sense of frustration about the future, and he was able to capitalize on this and to offer what he called an alternative national project, whatever that means. Many people thought that López uh, Obrador uh, was dangerous in the sense that he could go back to the old populist recipe. Certainly, he has shown a very important streak of populism throughout the campaign and even after the elections. Either as it may, this popularity reflects that there is a nation that is deeply divided, that is polarized on the major issues concerning the need to construct a consensus for growth, the need to secure stability, uh, and the need to continue changing the rules of the game.
0: Given the decision of the Mexican Electoral Tribunal not to recount each vote and López Obrador's continued mass protests... What do you think this is all leading to?
1: That is the $64,000 question. We really cannot find any logic to Lopez Obrador's continued protest. A vote-by-vote recount, first of all, is not warranted. The votes have already been counted not once, but twice. They were sealed with the approval of representatives from all parties. Those votes that have already uh, gone through the process of being validated there's no legal reason why they should be counted again. Fraud in Mexico used to take place precisely in the process of counting the votes. The mechanisms to do a vote-by-vote recount of the 40, over 42 million votes that were counted would not only take an extraordinarily long time, but that's exactly where a lot of manipulation can take place. So I think that the tribunals so far have acted within the letter and the spirit of the law. What is this all leading to? probably continued protests throughout the month of August until September 6th, which is the deadline for the tribunal to either annul the election or declare Felipe Calderon a winner, or in the recount of the 10% of the votes that they did order, if there's any change in tendency there, well, the tribunals could decide to either do a, an entire vote-by-vote recount, or they could also decide to annul the election. Right now, our best estimate is that the tribunals will probably verify Felipe Calderón as the next president. Protests will continue thereafter, but we think that many members of the PRD, once established in power, will begin to disassociate themselves from the rantings and ravings of López Obrador.
0: What does this mean for the ability of Calderón to govern if he is confirmed?
1: That's also a very good question. Calderón will have to be very creative and very smart, in uh, the framework of public policies and structural change that uh, he proposes for his administration that goes beyond the old and failed recipes of more handouts, more subsidies, and more privileges for the established political classes and the established uh, corporate classes as well. What this means is, is there any way that Calderón can seduce those that had voted for López Obrador, not so much because of the tropical messiah that he himself thinks he represents, but because he had a cause rallying around the problems with poverty, with income inequality, with a lack of growth. I think if Calderon is able to pinpoint the different performance that needs to take place in order to generate a culture of high growth against the backdrop of financial and tight stability that Mexico now enjoys, signify an enormous increase in real wages. And that is the only true way that uh, structurally poverty and uh, the lack of standards of living can be attacked. Calderon's challenge will be to govern from the center, so to speak, try to build consensus and coalition in order to get these extremely important reforms through Congress and established within his administration.
0: This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.